0: You
1: jackass Welcome to the Jackass Critics podcast with your host Tom and Matt Hello, welcome to Jackass Critics Podcast, I'm your host Tom London Gentleman And I'm joined by Matt Blackbeard's
0: Delight Good evening Thomas
1: How is it going? Looking at my list, looking at my list, looking at my list Brotisserie chicken
0: (laughs) Oh, I love me some brotisserie chicken too Yeah, that's some good stuff Mm, Good Uh, That's going great this evening, I know we've been, uh, the Jackass Critics Podcast has been dark for a while Almost exclusively my fault, and we're uh, pretty excited for some summer blockbuster action
1: I wouldn't say it's entirely your fault, we both have a lot to do, a lot on our plates right now, but we're hoping we're going to free up and start pounding through a few more of these uh, Jackass Critics podcasts, because we do have a long lineup, I think we've got three or four set up in the future, Yeah. and with today's podcast, I know last time we, we did this uh, we said that we were going to jump into a little film called Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, but we decided to instead switch gears, we'll put that off for episode 11, yep. which I think is our we'll, next episode. We'll have a bit of an audible. A little bit of Calling all both line of scrimmage, yep. and we're doing the summer box office draft for 2012.
0: So you could say this is the second annual summer box office draft. Which this is, is, is number exciting, two. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I mean, are we going to talk about what happened last year, or are we just best to avoid that? We
1: we we know what happened last year, <laughs> but I can key the listeners into what happened last year. Last year, it was close. <laughs> It came down to one film for yeah. Jackass Matt. Yeah. He he could have won. And in fact, if you look at our top four films, yeah. Jackass Matt beat me, but he made the decision with his final pick <laughs> of picking Winnie the
0: Pooh. Oh I mean, it still pains me to, to this day, and it definitely influenced my research, which we'll talk a little bit more about. But yeah. it influenced my research for this year as well. It just was such a skating, painful loss, and
1: it was pretty bad. I
0: distinctly remember your chortle, if you will, when I said the words, when the famous words "Winnie the Pooh" came I- out of my <laughs> mouth in slow motion. Yeah, you were really, you were sharpening your claws. You were so happy that that happened.
1: My brain paused when that <laughs> happened, if you can imagine. It seemed like such a
0: good choice.
1: I didn't even have it on my list, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. It wasn't even anywhere near. I mean, I had a list of about 20 movies yeah. that I thought were contenders. And uh, I know we went through the list of what you could have picked, Yes. and you still would have beat me. And there were, you know, flops like uh, Bad Teacher yep. that were on the list.
0: What have secured my victory?
1: Yeah, zookeeper, uh, warhorse, crazy stupid love, real steel. Oh, for sure, you would have pounded me into the ground with real steel.
0: Uh, if I could bring myself to saying the words "real steel" with the yeah. tenth selection, jackass mad picks <laughs> real steel. I
1: couldn't think do dolphin it. tail. Dolphin tail may have also sealed. No, dolphin tail may not have been uh, within there. Mr. Popper's Penguins, though, that was one of them.
0: Yeah, I remember looking at that one too, preparing last year, and just I couldn't bring myself to do it. So I had some guiding principles. That I used last year for my selections. Mm-hmm. And this year, before we begin, I'm going to share my guiding principles for this year so we even have more comedic fodder to use <laughs> after I fail miserably. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that later.
1: Yeah, That's very wonderful. That's wonderful. And because you lost, you owe me a 12 pack of beer, which I'll probably be picking up in a couple weeks from you, I yeah, hope.
0: That's true. This is true. You I'm well overdue, so I can't really complain y- about you repoing, man, and showing up at my doorstep.
1: That's right um, And you also watched a little movie called Tiptoes yep. Which is a movie where Gary Altman gives a performance of a lifetime <laughs> as a midget
0: As a little and person, um, I hear they don't like to be called that And the beautiful yeah, sure. saucy Kate Beckinsale and Matthew McConaughey uh, mm-hmm. Award winning cast and just a an atrocious movie is Just as bad as can be
1: I did hand select that one for you, and we'll be doing the same thing this time around: a 12-pack uh, of fine brews, uh, a film that the loser will have to watch, picked by the winner. Yeah. And I don't know—is there anything else you want to put on the table this year, Matt? Well, we did Are the
0: little y- sound effect last year, which we have to do again this year, and
1: yeah, you know, if there's yeah. some
0: mutually agreed-upon punishment that we can further continue, or if any of our fans also have any ideas about how to torture the loser, that's always welcome interaction.
1: We yeah, we will take them up in admins with. So yeah. to speak If you've got one in July We'll take it up in July That's not a problem
0: And the counts aren't really The voted, The votes aren't really counted Until well into You know August or September So we really do have some fun time To play around with here That's um, right You know As long as I don't have Three or four poo picks In a row here this year I'll be in good shape
1: there weren't any Winnie the Pooh movies. There was no Tigger movie uh, this year that I noticed either. So oh, I'm so the temptation's gone is what you're saying? <sighs> possibly. Um, possibly. I'm a little disappointed to say, but I think I may have to bring a better game this time around if I'm going to beat you. That's this good.
0: Year. That's good. I, I like to hear a little bit of conference wavering because I pretty <laughs> much spent all day talking about how horrible I'm going to do when we discuss this. So, yeah. But maybe I'm playing mind games with you. <laughs>
1: Uh bro-tisserie chicken yeah. <laughs> Yep, yeah. Okay So, yeah, so we'll be getting on to some bullets in the chamber yep. Followed by the knowledge off, which yes. is how we seat ourselves We'll be doing a little trivia competition to see who's going to be picking first And then we'll dive into the draft Before we do that, though, I want to remind everyone that you can find us on jackasscritics.com That's our website It's been our website for over ten years Woo. Follow us on Twitter, Jackass Tom, or Jackass Matt. Jackass all Matt. one word. Yep. Yeah, Jackass Matt needs some followers, so uh, <laughs> go ahead and click that that big blue button. We're not above that. Yeah, I'll pan and uh, like us on Facebook. Search for Jackass Critics. You'll find us on Facebook. We have two groups up I think I was unable to Get rid of one of them So (laughs) Yeah I don't care anymore Yeah exactly Pick a group Follow us And uh, we'll try to get you The information
0: The deets Especially we'll be Updating over the summer As we uh, You know Update our dollar amounts Here after we make Our selections So Usually it's pretty active On the Facebook
1: Yeah Exactly Yeah. Yeah And uh the movies that we're going to start with have already come out. We're going to start with uh, June 1st, and we're going to go all the way up to the first weekend of September. So the Labor Day weekend, that's our cutoff point, yep. And the last time we start counting receipts, so the last day of the receipts, is uh, the Monday following September 30th. Ooh. So we've got until that much time yep. to... Grab those dollars, <laughs> those dollars that we never really see, but we like to count. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for a late
0: season re-release of Pooh, and it never happened. To, to it never happened. rescue
1: Yeah. So, anyway, with that, we'll get two bullets in the chamber. Well, let's do it. Okay, so yes. we're going to do this real quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a week or two ago, they released a a trailer for yes. The Great Gatsby. Yes, yes. So this is one of the long-awaited films of 2012, or it will be one of the long-awaited films of tu- 2012. Right, right. Com- coming out in December. The Great Gatsby, Matt. Um, are you curious to see this movie at all?
0: Well, tell me more about it. I, I am familiar with the book from the high yes. school years. There's a lot of kids <laughs> probably that went through high school in the probably from the 70s through the 90s can attest. And I suspect the big-screen adaptation is going to have a... Big name director attached to it, and and some major stars attached to it as well. It it seems like a good Robert Altman '70s movie, by the way, that I could see him uh, pound out. But uh, Whoa, I don't know what that? the equivalent of a 2012 Robert Altman would be that would uh, tackle such a film. So,
1: tell me more. Yeah, uh, so uh, they're definitely not going in the direction of Robert Altman. They've got a whole different idea in mind. Oz really? Lurman. Romeo and Juliet Moulin Rouge Australia Uh, I'm probably missing a few big films but of course Moulin Rouge is probably his biggest uh, most successful well known film and you know if anything this guy's gonna make it rain and you can even tell that from watching the trailer he will bring in some uh, contemporary music into his films including this one and he'll change up the tempos a little bit to try to blend them in a la Creole Lady Marmalade in Moulin Rouge The big name actors who are in this film Toby Maguire okay. is playing Nick Carraway uh, Leo is playing Great Gatsby I don't know if I really uh. picture him as Great Gatsby so much But I'm willing to give it a chance yeah. because he's a good actor And uh, Carey Mulligan huh. is playing... Um, Drawing a blank on her name right now, but
0: so are they keeping it in? Uh, I guess is it the Depression era. Uh,
1: the Roaring Twenties,
0: okay, and fancy uh, New York type Catskills or whatever the heck they're at, yeah. like on the East Coast type setting.
1: Yeah, West Egg, I believe, is where the uh, huh. where the mansion is located.
0: And is they're going to be singing and whatnot
1: and musical numbers and? I imagine if Baz Luhrmann is the one who's doing this, there's going to be singing and numbers and lots of glitter and people dancing all over. And not what I picture from yeah. Great Gatsby necessarily, but I think no. maybe what I picture for Great Gatsby is probably a little more boring than people want to see. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, yeah, Baz Luhrmann, like I said, he's going to make it rain Daisy Buchanan, I apologize, I just came up with the name now There go, It's the name of Kerry Mulligan Yeah, a little bit late there on the uptake on that one but So
0: what, what would you say is the essence of the Great Gatsby story And I'm somewhat removed to start this conversation So it's better to ask uh, somebody who's smart and intelligent as yourself And then I can jazz off of it Because it seems like it might get lost in the musicification of uh, the Great Gatsby
1: Oh, it definitely could I mean, Gatsby is uh, Pretty much surrounded by blue bloods And he's trying to work his way Into that uh, That culture, that dynamic, that club Yeah Uh, He's a man himself who is very poor And he somehow, quote-unquote, came into money Right And he just sort of popped up In his mansion in West Egg And people talk in hush corners about him He's sort of a a ghost-like figure At the beginning of the book And the... uh, Uh, The protagonist, Nick Carraway Sort of befriends Gatsby After a while And he also sort of Finds his way into this High society, uh, blue blood Right uh, Club, so to speak And uh, the big problem With Gatsby is that He came into his money uh, Through maybe not so uh, How should I say Honest means and the woman he's trying to go after is comes from money and as they say uh poor boys don't marry rich girls even though he's got the money now yeah. it's new money versus old money yeah, so yeah. there's a little bit of uh that playing into it and of course Gatsby not to spoil anything for anyone but he comes into his uh, demise later in the story.
0: Yeah, really my biggest takeaway from reflecting back is that Gatsby certainly is a very tragic character, so mm-hmm. it seems like a, a bit of a tough fit uh, at first blush with a type, a musical type uh, a, of film, which we traditionally, in the traditional sense,
1: <laughs> use a very
0: upbeat type of, you know, singing in the rain, I'm happy it's raining, this is great, even though it sucks when it rains, or... Yeah, what I think
1: you. I think the movie starts out, or the the story itself starts out with uh, a number of parties and a lot of people drinking and having a good time. So I think that's probably how they'll work all the musical numbers in there. Yeah. But um, you know they can work a few sad songs in as well, I suppose.
0: And really, I, I, Lerman's uh, Romeo and Juliet. I mean, that's kind of a tragic tale in and of itself. He was able to pull (laughs) it off there, so I guess... Just sorta, yeah. I have to give him the benefit of the doubt, because it's probably as ridiculous as it seemed in that era to be uh, having such an upbeat. And maybe I'm just showing my limitation in terms of my knowledge of musicals, and there's plenty of sappy, sad musicals floating around, but for sad bastards that like singing and dancing and (laughs) melancholy...
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I agree, though. I mean, usually when you think of musical the seven brides for seven brothers, everyone's just sort of holly skipping around, yeah. even when they punch each other in the face, they're having a good time, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs>
0: uh, I'm very interested, and I've seen uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet recently, and I also saw the uh, Lady Marmalade one, which we just mentioned.
1: Yeah, Moulin uh, Rouge.
0: Yeah, Moulin Rouge, I've seen that one once or twice recently, and I thought they both held up really well, I, lo- I love the guy's set design, and... I mean, Mm -hmm. he's got a very creative mind, which I think is very fun and interesting to take part in.
1: Oh, yeah, a lot of money was was spent on this movie and how they're going to recreate 20s-era New York. Right. And how they're going to, you know, pull in all the fashions, too. That's another thing he's going to pull in. And I'm sure the clothes, (laughs) whatever he spent on that, I'm sure it's uh, more than my annual salary. Let's just put it that Uh, way. I'll be very (laughs) curious if he keeps
0: it, like... Strictly traditional Or if he adds Modern oh, no. day flourishes with,
1: I know. think there's going to be Some modern day flourishes Yeah that would be My as expectation well. as yeah. well And it, it's interesting Because I think There's been a lot of Failures with Interpreting F. Scott Fitzgerald Novels mm-hmm. um, You usually don't see A whole lot of success From them There have been Two major ones That I can think of One was uh, Either the late 90s or Early 2000s And it had a young Paul Rudd Playing the Nick Carraway Character okay. Toby Stevens Playing Gatsby And Um I'm drawing a blank on who was playing Daisy Buchanan. Uh, also, there's a 70s version, which Francis uh, Ford Coppola wrote himself. Yeah. They had uh, Robert Redford, who, in my mind as I read the book, Robert Redford, uh, facially at least, or the way he carries himself, he seems to be the perfect Gatsby. This is who I pictured when I was reading Gatsby. Right. Um, but for some reason, when I watched the movie... It, somewhat of a flop It. he was just a horrible Gatsby in that movie I think he's just too wooden he didn't understand the character he at least didn't carry it out as I saw yeah. when I was reading right in my mind's eye he didn't really uh, he didn't really sell on. it as much Man. as I yeah <clears throat> Large budget for this movie, by the way, 127 wow. million. Holy cow! They're, they're spending mucho dinero on this. It'll be released around Christmas time.
0: I'm not sure if that's good or bad. Uh, I kind of view Lerman in maybe a Lynchian sense, where he's better kind of throwing together things he's got on, on hand as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, the creating the synthesis basically out of need as opposed to completely out of your imagination and checkbook. But right. uh, that said. It's probably can't miss. They're going to release it before Christmas, so I'm sure it'll make its 100 million bucks back relatively promptly. Uh, yeah. But still, huh?
1: Yeah. Mira Servino played Daisy Buchanan in the 2000 version. Mm. I'm coming up with all sorts of late data today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was great, Gatsby. Matt, do you have a, a film you want to tell us about that's also coming up later in the year?
0: Yeah, yeah. We uh, Both of us being kind of film geeks and film nerds, uh, some... Um, pictures were released of Tarantino's uh, next film which is going to be a a Django film at least in the title Uh, very exciting stuff is there an official name or is it just Django
1: Django Unchained
0: Unchained okay so, I, it's, uh, for those that don't know, I wanted to tell Tom a little bit about the Django series, uh, which is it's over 50 years old now, In um, 1966 was the first Django movie. Uh, it was a true kind of Italian spaghetti western. Um, I know we did some reviews of the Man With No Name trilogy on our awesome site, Mm-hmm. One of our comments was saying how dumb we were for calling it a spaghetti western, though that's what everybody calls it. <laughs> so a lot of it was not actually filmed in Italy, even though there was Italian people involved.
1: Italian Where, directors, usually. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Whereas Django is a genuine Italian western that it was filmed in Italy. and um, You know, it came two years after the start of the Man with the No Name trilogy, so there was certainly an effort to cash in. Um, on the popularity of that, which was popular both in Italy as well as in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, with our lead character, who uh, the name Django. Um, yeah. So he has very similar traits in terms of he doesn't speak much, etc., etc., some of which are kind of staples of the Western genre. Um, but the violence is definitely much higher than you would see in a uh, Man With No Name type trilogy or, or a more mainstream Western movie. Um Django, to remove some of the surprises, and maybe skip forward a minute if you want a total surprise, Mm -hmm. carries around, or drags behind him, a coffin at all times. Uh, You know something's in there when people get near it or what have you, Django tells them to stay away from his coffin that he's dragging through the mud-soaked back country of Italy, or the southwestern United States. Wait, hold on
1: a second. This is not every Django movie, this coffin.
0: It's kind of a staple for most of the Django knockoffs, and that's the thing is that there's a million sequels.
1: Yeah, so there's about 40 from what I read. There's only uh, one 40 official, Django.
0: but The Coffin is kind of a staple of if you were going to make a knockoff movie, you could get away with even not necessarily calling it Django in all places that are more firm on copyright abuse or, yeah. or infringement, but if you've got a dude. That doesn't have a name, and he drags a coffin. You got to maybe a little more flexible type of uh, <laughs> a case in your de- in your uh, defense. So there's there's a large weapon in, in the end, in in the coffin, which of course in the finale makes its uh, appearance at, to bloody results, which is also very exciting. But there's pl- plenty of build up and lead up for that uh, before it, it's unhinged, if you will, and uh, pulled out, and and you know like any absurdist. Male fantasy—it's basically a big penis extender, you know—that he oh, sh- shoots at all the bad guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a ton of sequels. Uh, I may have just shared a completely legal copy with Thomas via completely legal means, absolutely, uh, for him to to take a look at the original. Uh, it's dubbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's worth checking out. Um, the original is really good, and I've seen one of the unofficial sequels, which is also an unusual western went in very different directions from most of your westerns, but uh, when you make 40 different western movies in Italy, I guess there's going to be some variety on (laughs) the field, you know?
1: Right. So, in the other films, is Django usually a a black man, or of some sort of other origin? Because in this film, he's going to be played by Jamie Foxx. Right. And I guess he walks around with uh, someone named Dr. King Schultz, who's Christoph Waltz. Uh,
0: I think the best part about, from reading it a little bit further in Tarantino's version... Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, he's totally sticking with the mentality of an an 70s or 80s Italian producer and slapping the name Django on there and then just being completely liberal with what that means and what that entails, the fact that you have Django in your movie, as (laughs) evidenced by the fact that it's played by a black man. So in all the versions I'm aware of, uh, it's a white man or an Italian playing a white man or what have you. Um, I see, and my further understanding is that a lot of the plot of Django Unchained, Tarantino's version, is from an actual black exploitation film, like called Uncle Charlie's, or Uncle Charlie's there's a trilogy of them or something like that.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, so I think it's just the idea of playing fast and loose, and I suspect there may be a a coffin with weaponry involved, just to, you know, do another wink, knowing Tarantino as well as we both do. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, yeah. if he goes to some screening of a horrible print of Django, and Django's dragging this coffin behind him through mud, you, you just know there's a pup tent in Tarantino's pants the whole time, just so excited about the coffin. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
0: I don't think he'll pass up that chance to, you know, show that on the screen.
1: Yeah, we sure hope so. So yeah, they're,
0: they're really cool, and I mean, I've that was my how I dipped my toe into the real underground of spaghetti westerns. I mean, lots of people are aware of the Man with No Name trilogy, mm-hmm. and a lot of so what Leone Leonie did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Morricone's score, as well is almost as famous as Leone and his directing, which is justified. Yeah. I mean, certainly a great composer and everything. But then, if you want to go past that first layer and dip into the second layer of, of westerns. Uh, the Django series is definitely a very good one to do. Generally, they had decent production values. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they knew they were going to get their money back with that name attached to it. So, uh, pretty good stuff. The the lead uh, is Franco Nero in in the first, and then there was a there was a second. There was an official sequel in the 80s as well. So about mm-hmm. 20 years later, and Franco Nero's in both of those and. He's a relatively famous Italian guy. Good-looking dude. Um, And the DVD I have, he he does a... I know an interview, and he may do a commentary as well. Certainly not lacking for self-esteem. Um, so he could come off even pompous and annoying, uh, because he's definitely God's gift to acting. uh, No, he's Italian. (laughs) Not lacking. Exactly. That guy wolf whistles three or four times a day, even though he's 65 (laughs) years old probably now.
1: Yeah. And some other people who are going to be in this film, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, so he's going to be pretty busy at the end of the year with uh, all sorts of great uh, films that he's starring in. Yeah. (laughs) One we mentioned earlier in this one, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Jamie Foxx, mentioned before, and Don Johnson.
0: Oh, that sounds promising. Don Johnson is a, a greedy landowner or a scuzzy yeah. western politician or something that's playing both sides against the yeah. middle. Oh, that's going to be cool I've got an
1: even better one for you who's going to be in this movie, Bruce Dern.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yes. All right. I wonder If, if he's owning a plantation and later on getting brained by... Uh, Jamie Foxx, yes. That's going to be a good thing, right?
0: That's going to be awesome. I wonder if somebody's yeah. going to get like uh, branded with a hot iron in this. I mean, really, Tarantino's had a long time to think and sit about all thinking and sitting about all these uh, beautiful ideas yeah. for the western he's always wanted to make. You know, I'm sure he's yeah, got a notebook true. over full. Of
1: right, and there's really some sort of mutilation that's uncomfortable for the audience to watch in every one of his films. Well, that's true. So there's going to be something in this one, right?
0: It's going to be time he, appropriate, yes.
1: Yeah, I mean he's going to have to uh figure out how to you know, bump up the Annie a little bit since at the very end of uh, his last film he showed us uh, a swastika being carved into Christoph Waltz's forehead. So, Yeah. I'm sure he's going to have to bring his A game for this one that's too. That's uh, wild
0: imagery. And yeah, you're coming yeah. into a genre that's kind of noted for pushing violence as much as you can and
1: yeah absolutely uh, yeah uh, but with all Tarantino's movies uh, I'm looking forward to this one as much as any of the other ones I mean what he did with Inglorious Bastards that was just one of my favorite films yeah in a long long time
0: yeah it really uh, resonated with you and mm-hmm. uh, I love the guy I mean you gotta love every three or four year pace cause it's quality alright sold that's right I'm slappy
1: okay so that was Bullets in the Chamber woohoo um, and I think we're going to transition into the Knowledge Off. Oh, boy. The Film Knowledge Off. Let me go through a few of the rules here, some of the guidelines. Lay it down. The Film Knowledge Off is what will determine who gets first pick. There will be three questions. The questions from each person will be chosen from one of the following ten categories Films of Brian De Palma, Hitchcock Hack, or Slasher. <laughs> Ingmar Bergman, don't be depressed, buddy. You're surrounded by hot blondes. David Lynch. At first, I thought he was creepy. Then I realized he just likes boobs. <laughs> Italian suspense films of the early 70s. You say Jello, I say Giallo. Nice. Yes. Walt Disney. I'm not racist. Some of my best friends are mice. SNL and film. If a McGruber plays at the theater and no one sees it, did it really happen? <laughs> And then the two new ones we added in, Oscars from the 50s, Back When They Meant Something and Everyone Was Drunk, and then the 1985 blockbusters, Sliced Alone was in number two and three top grossing films of this year. There was a joke here. <laughs> oh, man. And the the ones we got. Okay, yeah, the yeah. ones we used last time, uh, American Films of Alfred Hitchcock, The Stranger on the Train Entered My Rear Window and Gave Me Vertigo. Yeah, that was a good one. That one's off the list now, as is Films of 1999, Y2K, Why Not?, Yep,
0: yep. So we added two new because we took two off. And then uh, That's right. we got to select from the field. And uh, this is where the gamesmanship begins, even.
1: <sighs> yeah, this I, I get amped up just thinking about us getting to this point right here. Yeah. This is... The heart starts pumping. Yep. You start setting up your A game. You start doing your research. Uh, Matt, care to share with us which category you chose?
0: I, I, I will gladly share. And uh, I, I wanted to pick one that I thought would be... Not obvious, so, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is going to work in my favor or not, because selecting one I wasn't particularly comfortable with left me kind of rudderless without uh, having any starter questions in mind. So I chose um, the films of Walt Disney. Ooh. I'm not racist. Some of my best friends just happen to be white mice, or <laughs> all <laughs> my friends have to be white mice for all that matter. Hey, Black Ears, that's <laughs> what he's going for. Right? So yeah, yeah, I went with the Disney, and and uh, I don't know how comfortable I am with that, and uh, I suspect you'll know more Disney than I, just from uh, having a beautiful young daughter, maybe you've had some more experience with Disney films. That, said, that definitely helps, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. It depends
1: what you picked, yeah. it depends what you picked mine Please. uh yeah my category is SNL and film if a magruber plays in the theater and no one sees it did it really happen all right uh, so i went with something that is definitely in my wheelhouse and possibly in yours uh gave me you know, there's a little bit of leverage here for me, a little bit of uh, something to work off of. Plenty of, but, uh, yeah,
0: plenty of fodder in, in the SNL library. I think most yeah. people are surprised at how many SNL-related movies there are, <laughs> uh, since there has been quite a few. Lorne Michaels is named as producer on a lot of films, as it turns out.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did that's okay. answer
0: question number three? By the way, Lorne Michaels.
1: Uh no you oh, didn't but if you'd like I can chalk that up as a wrong answer to question three.
0: Oh just to replay by the way as miserable yeah. as I did last year with Winnie the Pooh I did sweep the knowledge off.
1: Yeah which put we'll, a little bit we'll of quiver in your
0: bottom lip if I couldn't see your bottom lip but I just imagined it was doing just that little shake out of fear which I'm grabbing my lip right now and doing.
1: Yeah, I, I hold the, the microphone pretty close to my lips, so you probably <laughs> did hear it quiver because I, I did get a little flustered when that happened. All I right. thought I picked some pretty slamming questions, but
0: like I said, even leading up to this, it's, you know, it's easy to write impossible questions, to answer, and it's easy to write questions that are obvious. It's much more difficult, and I respect teachers somewhat for this, to write questions <laughs> you should know, or you have a chance to know. You know, and I mean, you want to make it fair. I don't want to make you have. You get no answers or just gas every time, so it's right. tougher.
1: Okay, so Matt, since you won this part last year, I'll let you decide. Do you want to answer questions first or ask questions first?
0: I'm excited for my questions and I want to see how you do, and I also want to gauge the fairness. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question first.
1: Okay, okay, hit me with it.
0: <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. I'm, I'm literally grabbing my hands right now. All right. Okay. Question number one. Yes. This is uh, Walt Disney Films, so Mm -hmm. that's our topic. Many people know the 1937 film Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was Disney's first theatrically released film. What was the second film that Disney released theatrically? And to give you a hint, it was 1940, though that doesn't bring much of a hint.
1: Okay.
0: Alright, you ready for your three choices?
1: I'm ready for my three choices.
0: A, Pinocchio. Okay. B, Fantasia. Okay. Or C. Dumbo. Wow.
1: So the movie, I think it was, was uh, leading up to this, I was going to say Pinocchio. Okay. But I'm thinking 1940. I'm trying to think of when Fantasia was released. I'll give you a little bit of trivia here. Please. I don't think it was released in 1940 because... My grandfather's brother wrote a letter to him or to his mom Saying he wanted to see Fantasia And this is while he was in the war Really? Is that what it was? Yeah, (laughs) I I can't remember if I've got the the relatives right there But I do remember this being in a letter So that would probably mean uh, Most likely released a little bit later than 1941 Yeah. So I'm going to go with my first instinct And I'm going to say Pinocchio
0: That is the correct answer, Thomas Cue, cue to the roaring noise. Well done. Wow. Yeah, Pinocchio was the next uh, theatrical release. Well done, sir. Thank you. Man. Thank you. And I almost threw you off with the 1940, but it kind of threw you back on.
1: Oh. Yeah, you know? Yeah. It really, uh, yeah. But I, I, I don't think, who would have the balls for their second movie to make Fantasia? Exactly. Which is, like, the the first ever music video. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to give them credit. That was such a... A fascinating movie and something Mm -hmm. just really uh, off the wall for...
1: Right. So speaking of fascinating movies, I'm going to ask you my first question. All
0: right, SNL. All right, I'm thinking, I'm ready.
1: The Ladies' Man (laughs) featured an actress... (laughs) A Tom favorite
0: as well, yes.
1: The Ladies' Man featured an actress whose last name is Moore. Which Moore is it, or which Miss Moore is it? Yes. Is it Julianne Moore is it Demi Moore? Or is it Mandy Moore? Man.
0: Alright, so Ladies Man. When did that come out? It had to. Be, it's somewhere in the 90s. Uh, that's a safe assumption. Were we in high school? Or were we in college? Because my, uh, my initial did thought not was work Mandy Moore, even before you started listing them out. But yeah. then again, that's more just a generational thing than anything else.
1: Yeah, and I did not take the care to list the date of this film <laughs> the question. I apologize, Matt.
0: So how young would Mandy Moore be in the mid-90s? She'd be pretty damn young. And what would she be doing in a movie where the guy says he's going to do it in the butt every three or four minutes? <laughs> 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 Could you even say that around a young Mandy Moore? I don't know if that's even allowed. What are my other choices? <laughs> <laughs> I Julianne
1: on Moore yeah. and Demi Moore. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean Julianne Moore... All right, I'm going to go with Dummy Moore.
1: I'm sorry, Matt, but you're wrong. Julianne Moore did have a role in The Ladies' Man. I think she was one of his fans or something like that.
0: (laughs) You've even seen the movie. You're supposed to know.
1: Yeah, but I saw it a long time ago, and it was a one-time, last-time
0: deal. I'm willing to accept that answer, and that is a very good question. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy with that.
1: Alright, I'm ready for your question. Your next question.
0: Alright, so, I, I think I feel good about this one. I think this one's a relatively fair question. We'll, we'll Okay, see. big fella, hit me with it. Alright, in addition to all the misogynistic animated classics we all know and adore, <laughs> Disney, in the form of Walt Disney Productions and their later label, Walt Disney Pictures, so basically all the movies they produced, have produced a wide variety of films. Some animated, some live action, some documentaries, and basically a whole variety. Mm -hmm. What decade featured the most prodigious output of Disney-produced films? The 1970s, the 1990s, or the 2000s? So this is animated plus live action movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I am going to say... Well, let's think this through here. Yeah. When was it cheap to make movies so you could make a bunch? When was Disney active in making these movies? <sighs> See, I want to say the 70s. Oh, I remember when I was yeah. young, there were all these live-action Disney movies, or at least movies that had the Disney label on these big, huge VHS yep. cassettes. And they were all just sort of very strange and very bad. I remember... There was a kid who had super running power when he wore a <laughs> shirt that had a, a tiger's head on it, Yeah. and it was just awful. Yeah. And it was very 70s, and I was I was very young at the time. Right. So right. there was even some movie that just creeped the heck out of me when I was young. It's like a Disney horror film, but and I'm talking myself into the 1970s.
0: Uh, I can't blame you. Is that your official answer?
1: Yeah, that's my official answer.
0: (sighs) It was the 2000s, and I do feel bad about that. Though I will say, not like all the crap to video stuff even counted, because apparently all that isn't Walt Disney Productions per se. Okay. But the 70s had 49 films, uh, and I had to count these up manually, by the way. Mm -hmm, The 90s mm -hmm. had 68 films, and the 2000s they produced 92 films.
1: So, you know, I was really talking myself into it when I said, when was it cheap to make films? And yeah. then I talked myself right out of it, <laughs> because now with digital, eh, now it's what you, so much Now, what cheaper. you said is
0: interesting, because in the 70s, I think they made, like, two animated films, and then they made literally 47 live-action movies. It was crazy. Yeah. The list was impressive. There was one like The Man Who Became a Computer, and, yeah. and it, it was made in, like, 72 or something, so the idea of a computer was still really crazy. Yeah. And some college kids couldn't afford a computer, so they got this... This dude was running an illegal gambling shop To donate a computer that was still doing Gambling calculations or something It was the craziest sounding story ever (laughs) I have to watch this movie I'm just so curious about
1: Yeah, that'll be a bullet in the chamber for a later episode I hope
0: Oh man, yes So the 2000s was the proper answer Uh, Tom has 1 out of 2 And I have (sighs) 0 out of 1 at this point
1: Oh, bummer Okay Are you ready for the next question, Matt? Demi
0: Moore, gosh darn it, yes. Yeah.
1: This one might be in your wheelhouse because I'm pretty sure you've seen the movies I'm going to discuss right now. Shoot. An actor who played a role in Wayne's World also played a completely different role in Wayne's World 2. Which actor was it?
0: Jesus, okay.
1: Was it Adam Sandler?
0: Okay, that sounds like a possibility.
1: Was it Brian Doyle Murray? Or was it Chris Farley? Oh, my
0: gosh. I'm trying to recall.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Huh. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Well, I'm going to use a little Tom psychology.
1: Tom psychology, yeah.
0: I'm going to throw out Adam Sandler. A, because you said him first. And B, it's the biggest name of the bunch. Hopefully we can all agree on that.
1: Mm hmm. Okay. <sighs> I'm
0: trying to. Alright, I'll, I'll say Chris Farley. God damn it. He may have been a dead by Wayne's World 2, for God's sakes.
1: No, no. you are correct. Alright! In the first one, he played a security guard. Oh, yeah. In the second one. He played a friend, uh, I can't remember his name, but he played a friend who had some emotional problems, who was shouting all the time, which definitely not in Chris Farley's wheelhouse, right? (laughs) You hear me on that one? (laughs) What
0: are we going to cast Farley as? We didn't even write a part for him.
1: Yeah, how about a guy who just shouts uncontrollably at certain (laughs) times? So Brian Doyle Murray, he was in the first Wayne's World, uh, not in the second one, no. and Adam Sandler was not in any Wayne's World, to oh. my recollection. Unless he had a bit part. I I thought he did have like some really small, yeah. unlisted part, but I couldn't find it anywhere. I just threw him in there, because if I thought he was in there, yes. then maybe you would pick him as well. No,
0: that my time psychology finally worked off. Usually it only works about 30% of the time, so I'm glad <laughs> it actually paid off this time. Whew, man. So we're tied. This is going exciting. into
1: question three. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, are you ready for? I mean, the penultimate question here, Thomas.
1: I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> with it. It's going to be num- another numbers question, if I know Matt. This is what you did to me last time. <laughs>
0: this is not you Killed a, me on the numbers question. This questions. is not a numbers question. I and as soon as I started saying question number two, maybe I shouldn't do the numbers ones because maybe that's too random. That's fine. All right. So not a numbers with question. The okay,
1: okay. Hit me with there, it.
0: Here we go. The name Disney invokes images of the classic, slightly racist, and sexist animated films we all know. Snow White, Beauty and the Beast, Pinocchio, Aladdin, etc. Mm-hmm. As we established in question number two of her, Disney has made a number of live-action films, including the yes. awesome Herbie series. Shout out to everybody that loves Herbie. Goes bananas. Mm-hmm. The original, not the remake, obviously. Alright, <laughs> released in 1950, what was the first completely live-action Disney film? Wow. All right, here we go. Mm, mm-hmm, A, mm-hmm. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. B, Old Yeller. Or C, Treasure Island. Ooh. See, now, that no numbers. No numbers. So,
1: Pure um, movie titles.
0: All names that you're relatively familiar with. I at least picked films that were... They made movies in the 50s that I had never heard of, but, I mean, obviously yeah. that's the case for...
1: If I were Walt Disney, what would I start with yeah. for my first live action film? I'm thinking it'd be something grand. True. It was something big. So I'm going to throw it all other. It's very logical. And I think 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, that may have been a comfortable one for you to put in there simply because it's the most recognizable, even more recognizable than Treasure Island. So I'm going to go with Treasure Island. God. Damn it! Ooh, I like that. You,
0: you know, you like, you like, didn't know the question, you knew me too well. That's perfect. That's right. Good answer, Tom.
1: I'm playing you, I'm not playing the questions. Damn it. Yes, the answer <laughs> is Treasure
0: Island. Very good.
1: For those of you who don't know, Matt and I played a lot of poker in high school, before <laughs> poker was fashionable, so there's a lot of mind games that go on here.
0: That is very well done. I am very impressed. Your logic is flawless. Man. That's awesome. Now, with the Disney questions being done... I will say I was very hesitant to select Disney because I know there's a lot of really intense Disney fans who are gonna obviously write in to say actually the first live action Disney movie is not Treasure Island. I apologize if I offended anyone in my bad answers.
1: I'm looking forward to those emails, by the way.
0: <laughs> I'm you sure. can
1: find us at jackass Matt on Twitter.
0: Yeah, tell me how dumb I am because I'm sure I blame the Wikipedia and Google for all my bad answers. <laughs> Alright, it's all, not that there's any pressure, but it's all up to me now, eh?
1: It's all up to you, yeah, because I'm leading, and in order for us to push this one into overtime, you're going to, yeah, you're going to have to get this one right Matt. I'm sorry. I
0: want the shootout, I want the shootout to happen, but...
1: This is my most obscure one yet. Alright. So, ladies, man, in Wayne's World, you've probably heard of. Yes. For the next one. (laughs) Where are we
0: going? Where are we going? It's Pat, is going to be my guess, but who knows.
1: There's a film released in 1994 based on a Saturday Night Live <laughs> character, yeah. and it grossed just over $60,000 uh, in the U.S. <laughs> okay. Its rating on IMDb Four. is 2.4. What is the just name kidding. of this film?
0: I have an idea before you say it, okay. but I'm interested in my options, obviously.
1: <laughs> the first one, It's Pat the Movie. Yeah. So when you said that, I'm just like, can he see my computer? Am I sharing? (laughs) All right. Church Lady Spreads the Gospel. Oh. Toonsis the Driving Cat, Trucker School. Shit, the bed. Yeah, how about that?
0: (sighs) All right, well.
1: Those are all awesome movies that I would see tonight. I mean, I can't
0: podcast. imagine It's Pat. I I know about It's Pat. You know about It's Pat. I mean, it's a running joke, so I can't believe it only made 60 grand. That had to get a couple thousand seats, and it had to do better than that.
1: Yeah, not to place myself for anything, but I make more than It's Pat did. So, <laughs> so uh,
0: but you're talking me out of it. So, So that's my thoughts there, but... Okay, so we got the Church Lady movie, and then a Toonsis movie. (laughs) I mean, similarly for Toonsis, that's uh, Dana, what's his name? Uh, The little guy, that's annoying. That can't be, I mean, I guess if he did it on his own. I'm going to say they made a Toonsis movie. God, this could potentially be the dumbest answer. I'm going to say the Toonsis movie C is my final answer. I'm not going to phone a friend.
1: You're not going to phone a friend? No. Because I'm your friend and I'm going to give you the wrong answer. It's Pat is the correct answer. Really? Yeah. Son of a bitch. I think my heart rate went up when you said, (laughs) no matter what you say I'm going to answer, it's Pat. Because when you said that, it's the right answer to this question.
0: Wow, I can't believe it only made 60 grand. That is unbelievable.
1: And a 2.4 rating. Oh, do you want a little bit of background knowledge on this? Yes, please. Pat is played by Julia Sweeney. Quentin Tarantino is apparently a good friend of Julia Sweeney and actually worked on the script for It's Pat, uncredited.
0: Shut up. Is that an urban legend?
1: Read it on IMDb. And if you notice, this is 1994. What else came out in 1994? That, Reservoir Dogs Pulp are, Fiction. Oh, yeah, that is right. Pulp Fiction. I think it's 94. Yeah. Julia Sweeney had a very small role as a friend of the wolf. <laughs> oh, no Remember? Shit. Yes. Yes. Wow. I forgot what her name was. It was like... Chris or something like this And the wolf said Say bye Chris And she said Bye Chris oh, And I they went walking th- We out. just
0: figured out What movie we have to watch If whoever loses They have to watch It's Pat
1: I think so Damn it Yeah Yeah. I, can't I, I got go that, along with wrong. that I
0: can't believe I talked myself out of it. It's Pat What a jerk
1: Yeah We could have just stopped Right before I even asked the question, yep. and you would have won. Good you job. going over time. So it looks like I won that round. Well, you know However, what they say about
0: whoever wins a knowledge off. They lose yeah. the main event.
1: That is the curse. It's Every year we've done this, that's happened, right? <laughs> Every year so far.
0: And to continue my psychological battle with you, I didn't even want to pick first. So I figured the first was the mm. worst spot to pick. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, brother. The, game, okay. the games are on, buddy. The games are on. I'll meet you in part, part two. <laughs>
1: Okay, we will see everyone in part two, where we actually do have (laughs) the Summer Box Office Challenge of 2012.
0: Very exciting.